1972, a crack commando unit was sent to a liturgical prison by a canonical court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security diocesan stockade to the ecclesial underground. Today, still wanted by the Vatican, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, then you should listen to Libra Cristo War College. Wednesday War College. Welcome, family. My name is Jesse Romero, Dr. Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider is the only college professor that I know that's been punched in the face in the boxing ring, been punched in the face in a street fight. That should be a qualification to be a college professor. He's only, he also the only Catholic college professor that I know of that's fought in a war. <laughs> and and I, I think, I don't know, not a bad, not, not a bad qualification to be a college professor. That's true. I practice. I don't have big old fat hands like you i got i got a theologian's hand so i've broken every knuckle <laughs> on, on my fist uh uh and, and in boxing and fighting and yeah so i don't have uh i don't have the luxury of these beautiful big old fat knockout fingers and hands you know what i mean so uh so yeah my nose has been if you look closely it's been broken and shifted and other things but uh long before i got a phd in biblical studies got a phd in common sense just That's like right. you went to the same That's school right. The yep. blue collar school. I had a Midwest school of blue collar, uh, blue collar life, a practical sensibility raised by the Grand Torino. You grew up in, uh, you know, in the luxurious suburbs and the and the wealthy neighborhood of Los Angeles, right? Right, right. You to golf and tennis and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You learn how to put the forks and the plates and all that stuff. You know, you yeah. went to you went to you know. I'm sure you went through all the fancy training, Jesse. Uh, of course, get- I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth, or maybe a brown spoon in my mouth. I'm or not a sure. plastic spoon. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, a plastic spoon. Yeah, and we were, you know what? We reused the plastic. We didn't throw those things. You would reuse those, right? I mean, you know, there's there's a certain there's a certain blessing to to be to being raised and, and grown, you know, to, to to be reared and grown up, um, just blue collar because you have blue collar sensibility. You, it's not just theory like what we're dealing with on the topic we're talking about today. It's not theory, man. I mean. We're just real guys uh, that that have a, a formed, well-formed Catholic uh, sensibility. That's and, right. And it's and it's there's a whole lot of people with a lot of education in their heads that that have no concept of of good and evil, right and wrong, uh, um, black and white. The things you learn, the things you learn, and whether it's the South End of Columbus, Ohio, or or the uh, uh, or the suburbs of Los Angeles, or the or the or the, or the, the, the I, I know you didn't grow up and and, and uh, um. Was it Compton, or where did you grow up in, in no, Los no, Angeles? No. Uh, the, the suburb that I grew up in is called San Fernando. It's like Little Mexico, L- literally okay, so, Little Mexico. So, yeah, so, so they're, they're similar. I was I was driving home visiting my mom. I was driving through the old neighborhood, and and uh, there was you know just four or five guys sitting sitting at a bus stop in the middle of the day, passing around a, a Kawama, you know, a forty, and. Um, and, and you know, it, just, it was just interesting being back home. But there's a certain there's a certain rawness there. There's a certain right and wrong. You know what I mean? There's a certain. Well, we would say this. I was just reading in the second reading of the Office of Readings today. Uh, it was it was a quotation from Lumen Gentium from the Second Vatican Council, and it talks about the the census fidelium or the census fidelium, the sense of the faithful, even in those streets, the rough streets of Columbus, the rough streets of San Fernando. There's a certain practical right and wrong a sensibility that you that 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 what is right what is wrong this is just goofy as my dad would say no that's goofy 
You know, I'm sure he could have used a fancier word, you know, or you would say maybe you would say that's Tweco, right? Tweco is yeah. kind of that word that can mean all sorts of things in Spanish. Yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's kind of screwy. It's kind of twisted. It's kind of wrong. Yeah. It doesn't fit. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I'll tell you what doesn't fit. I'll tell you what's Tweco. I'll tell you what's goofy is what's happening over in Los Angeles with the, with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So let me give you kind of a backdrop here. The Los Angeles Dodgers, unfortunately... I don't, Dan. I, I, I'm pretty much. I've. Uh, I'm done with professional sports. I'm. I'm, I'm going to be yeah, honest with you. One hundred percent. Yeah, because we're going back to the Roman Empire. This is the way they want to control people. It's bread and circus, and the modern day right. circus is sports. So we're supposed to worship these guys. Forty percent of them have felony records. They got tattoos all over their body. Uh, they could throw a ball through a hoop or hit a baseball. So we're supposed to worship them. Well, I'll tell you, I've been done with the professional sports for a long time. The Los Angeles Dodgers, who, by the way, they're, they're, they're now another woke organization. They're in downtown Los Angeles, and the majority of their fan base, Dan, are Hispanics. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. yeah all, all over Los Angeles, you hear people saying, Los Doyers, Los Doyers, vamos a Los Doyers. That means let's go to the Dodgers. Right. I would say 75% of their fan base are Hispanics yeah. who are either Catholics or Protestants. And they've insulted their fan base. Here's what they've done. About 10 years ago, they started having, you know, they bought into the whole Pride Month that Barack Obama brought in, him and Joe Biden, under their presidency. So the month of June now, we're supposed to celebrate sodomy, which... which as Catholics, I think we celebrate the Sacred Heart of Jesus in June. And, and, and watch the timing, Jess. Look at the look, what they're we're talking about—the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the humanity, the symbol of the humanity of God. That God takes on human form, and in the mercy and love, the depth of God's love for humanity. This is the month that they that they, that they go after—the month of the Sacred Heart, the month of the Immaculate Heart. You know, uh, um, so this is the, this is the, this is what they're attacking. This is there's no coincidences in what the, in what these these neo pagans are doing. There's no there's no coincidence. There's always a link to the liturgical calendar. There's always a link. So what they did is they invited these homosexual men from San Francisco called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They're not nuns. They're homosexual men. From San Francisco, they started their, org their anti-Catholic uh, organization back in the 70s. And they, they're invited to the Dodgers uh, on, a, on a particular day. They're going to be honored. Uh, they're going to honor them with a Community Hero Award. I'm saying, are you kidding me? Uh, the, the, the Los Angeles Times calls them the, these Los Angeles sisters. LA Times, they're not nuns. They're homosexual men dressed like Catholic nuns in mockery of Catholicism. They're also not from Los Angeles. They're from San Francisco, not Los Angeles. So my question is, how is it that uh, these homosexual men dressed like nuns, they're going to receive a community hero award? Yeah. I'm scratching my head here. First of all, they're not even from Los Angeles. And all they do is dress like nuns and mock the Catholic faith in public. My question, Dan, how is that heroic? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's heroic. Yeah. Not, so at not first. Law enforcement, not what the guys like you did, right? Yeah. Fighting crime, 
doing what they can to 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 make good citizens have a, a peaceful uh, streets. You know, not what our military is doing right now downrange. Not what putting their lives in danger. Firefighters, those aren't heroes. It takes more courage to be a hero to 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 mock God and to mock not only mock God, mock the Catholic faith. Not only to mock the Catholic faith, to mock women religious. Right. That I mean, yeah. it, it, it's you know, it's 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 unbelievable. And then that the stadium's going to be filled with with baptized Catholics. Dan, and at first, okay, there was a backlash. There was a good patriots, conservatives, people of faith. There was a backlash against the Dodgers, and uh, I guess uh, they had high level meetings, and they were they they received pressure from the LGBT community. So the Dodgers caved in and reinvited them. Not only did they reinvite them, the there's a uh, the mayor from a- Anaheim was a female, Anaheim, which is a city next door, and they're they're a bit more conservative than Los Angeles. Anaheim's mayor is also going to invite these homosexual men called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They're going to invite them to the Angels Pride Night, and so now they got a double invitation. Uh, th- this is going to happen. On, on on June 11th, I think it says here in the article. And th- the fact is, uh, this Pride Night fiasco, it shows me that the Dodgers have no backbone. They have no backbone. They don't care about their fan base, which are Hispanics and Catholics in that area. And I want yeah. to give kudos to Senator, Senator Marco Rubio. He spoke out. Many Catholic priests have spoke out. Uh and uh, and for those of you that all of us as Catholics, we need to speak out on my blog yesterday. The person who's in charge of this whole fiasco, he's a homosexual practicing homosexual. His name's Eric Braverman. He's the Dodger executive. His email, his direct email is Eric B at L.A. Dodgers dot com. That's Eric E.R.I.K.B. at L.A. Dodgers dot com. Eric B E R I K B at LA Dodgers dot com. Uh, if you want to, you can you can send up in my blog. I wrote a nice little cut and paste, uh, very respectful, but be firm and brief. Here's what just go to my website, cut and paste this and put it on your email. It says this. I am a Dodger fan and you've disrespected my Catholic faith by your invitation to the Sisters of the Perpetual Indulgence, who are actually homosexual men. I will no longer patronize the Los Angeles Dodgers Major League Baseball team in any way, shape, or form. I will let others know that your organization has made a mockery of the Catholic faith. Would you do this to the Muslim or Jewish religion? That is, honoring homosexual men dressed in burqas or or a skullcap? So much for unifying the community, LA Dodgers. Your organization has done a great job of dividing us. Cut and paste that. It's on my yesterday's blog, jesseromero.com, jesseromero.com. As Catholics, uh, we have to we have to speak we have to speak boldly. And uh, Archbishop Gomez has made a statement, not as strong as I'd like it, kind of weak. I wish he was more thunderous, but uh, we'll continue talking about the origins of transgenderism, the spiritual warfare origins of this whole transgender movement. You're going to be very interested to see what Dad and myself are going to share. We'll be back.
We're back Wednesday War College. <laughs> I love the smell of in the morning. Dan, Dan's getting triggered here. Dan's yeah, getting yeah, flashbacks. No, that, you know, the first time I saw, I, I wanted to be infantry until we, we had a presentation at basic, uh, basic, or basic camp or, or, or basic training. And there was a presentation by, uh, first, there, first there was a presentation by a, um, a Cobra helicopter and they flew in and, it was just super cool. And then there was a tunnel rat from Vietnam. I don't know if you're familiar with the tunnel rats. The tunnel yeah. rats were guys, they were little guys, little yeah. stature, and they would go in only armed with a 45 and a knife, and they would go into the tunnels and try to smoke out the enemy. And so he, this tunnel rat um, uh, did a presentation wearing the Cav Stetson, and then right after that was the creation of the Cobra. And I was like, all right, I, I forget infantry. I want to. That's the guy. That those guys. Those guys are the most high T guys I've ever met. So that was the day I decided I wanted to be in the calf. So I'm triggering a little bit here with uh, with uh, Robert Duvall. I love the smell of incense in the morning. There's nothing better that smell when it permeates the church. You know what I mean? Amen. I, I, I'm glad you tweaked that word. Yeah, I'm glad you. <laughs> and thanks to uh, to the guys from the Shield for for providing that. Uh, those colorful videos. Dan, I want to talk about this. We already know about the entire uh, LA Dodgers, the debacle. Yeah. I want to talk about more about the spiritual aspect of this. Sure. Um, Father Gabriel Amorth, a few years ago, before he passed away, he actually said that the devil wants to confuse children about gender. So, so he said that that uh, this whole transgenderism, the devil is behind this. This is what Father Moore said in an interview. And I would say that scripture clearly, clearly supports this. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, the Bible says, the huge dragon, the ancient serpent, who's called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world, was thrown down to yeah. earth. So number one, we got... The devil's a deceiver. Transgenderism is a, an entire deception. Also, 2 John chapter 1, verse 7, the Bible says, John the Apostle writes, Many deceivers have gone out into the world. I would say that in our day and age, those deceivers are the propagandists from the LGBTQ community. Those are the deceivers that have the bully pulpits. Another verse I think that talks about the present moment. St. Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, he says, Now, the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith by giving heed to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. This whole thing, these are, this is being promoted by deceitful spirits, this whole transgender cult, and these are doctrines or teachings of demons. The last thing I'll say, then that I want to hear from you. I can prove that the whole transgender cult has diabolical underpinnings. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in several instances in the Gospels, when he would confront 
a possessed person, oftentimes the demons would speak through the possessed person and they would say, my name is Legion for we are many. Do you notice, Dan, that these transgenders, they identify themselves with pronouns such as we, they, Mm. us, them. Notice that when you talk to a transgender, when they're being interviewed, they identify, they will not let you call their name. You must call them by their pronoun. In some companies, you'll get fired if you don't. And the pronouns that they use, Dan, they, it indicates that they're a plurality of persons. Again, what's interesting is that in the Holy Bible, uh, demons identify themselves as legion for we are many. This is why also Father Gabriel Worth's statement, the transgender movement is spawned by the diabolical. Did I make a case, Dan? What say you? I think you made a good case. Uh, I I mean, there's no doubt that there's that there's evil behind this. Um, it goes back if you want to if you want a little riff on this. I'll uh, it goes back to in, in, in my observation. It goes back to the origins of man. If you go back to Genesis one twenty seven, let us make man in our image. He made them in in his image. So so it's it's it something in the in the in the in the creation of man and woman in their in their duality in the binary nature to use modern terms of the of of gender reflects something of the eternal god and he the singular god right let us make them in our image he made us and them and his plural and his singular image and so something something in the image of god augustine says it this way inasmuch as the mind itself is the image of God, or in the mind, man images God most closely. Mens eos ipso imago dei es quo eos capex est, in Latin. Inasmuch as that man in his mind images God, he, um, in that, he is capable of God. Capex dei, capable, able, apt, suitable for, can conceal, has the right to inheritance. So man being created in this duality, uh, uh, and the two fundamental ways of expressing humanity reflects God, right? So in the binary of male and female is fundamental of what it means to be human. Mm. So the transgendered movement now, this is not a new thing, right? So, so what, what the devil is tr- will try to claim is androgyny. And, and from the beginning, there were, false, there were false gods in Egypt. And I can get into that in, in the next segment if you'd like. But, but uh, let's start with this. Um, they, they believe in an androgynous form is the higher form. You're most like God if you're androgynous. And you will hear this, this kind of language even in the radical homosexual community that they see themselves as transcendent beyond gender. And in their transcendence beyond gender and sexual preference, they're, they're, they are superior, they're superior. They're more like – they don't say this, but they're more like God. They see themselves as superior to birthers, what they refer to, to birthers, those like us who, who prefer to have – you know, give birth to children. And mm. so, and so, uh, um, so that, that to me, what it's militating against. And, and from the beginning, um, are we going to comment on that? And I can go into a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. Which, no, I want, I want to, you, you, I've, um, I was reading some Jewish literature. I'm trying to look it up right now. Um, where in, in, in Jewish literature, rabbinic literature, they talk about a, 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 a demon God or, 
a god with a lowercase g called an andro- androgenine. And so this is this is a part of the Jewish tradition. I'm going to look it up right now. But have you heard of that, Dan? This, well, uh, you have to know on, on, on that that's a Greek term. So the the uh, okay. you know the, the rabbis would, wouldn't use that term. That would be something that'd be later developed. Um, andros man, guna, gune woman, andro uh, androgune uh, androgynous means both male and female. And so um, what's interesting is that if you go back, for example, um, I know you love scripture, Gen- uh, Deuteronomy 22, 5. OK, so in Deuteronomy, God is giving the law, right? This specifically the law for laity. OK, this is this is the code, the law, um, Deuteros, uh, uh, Nomos, the second law, right, that builds upon Sinai. A woman, Deuteronomy 22, 5, a woman shall not wear the article proper to a man, nor shall a man put on a woman's dress. For anyone who does such thing is an abomination to the Lord your God, which is pretty interesting. But it's like, okay, so God doesn't want transgenderism for various reasons. But if you watch, if you know closely what, what Israel was coming out of, coming out of Egypt, if you go back to the book of Exodus, Exodus 1:11, the taskmasters were set over the Israelites to oppress them with forced labor. They had to build for Pharaoh the supply cities of Pithom and Ramses. Pithom is a cognate word. That city was named after a god named Atum, A-T-U-M. So this is where I think you're talking about the rabbinic literature. Uh, Pithom, so if you if you see the, so, so this is one of the cities named after. And this particular god is also called the He-She god. The He-She god. You talked about pronouns. This yes. is an androgynous god, right? This is a, and this god was, 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 is, was set up as, in opposition to Elohim, which is which was in the beginning Elohim, right, the Creator God, and so and we find evidence of this in the Nakamati scrolls, which we were which were discovered uh, in in you know just a generation ago in the 1950s. So in this cult, and I won't get into the details, but in this cult, um, masturbation, uh, it's self creation and other forms, which I won't repeat on the radio. And the and this cult was disgusting sexual practices, including masturbation. And in that, um, they they would they would this God could generate generated humanity from this androgynous form. Okay. And so, um, and so when you, when you, when, and we see that so the Israelites were moving in numbers 33, you see the Israelites numbers 33, five, they're moving from Sinai out of Egypt to the promised land. God is warning them, do not do as they do in the land of Egypt. Right. Do not do this because what they're doing is doing ritual practices, celebrating the androgynous God, this androgynous, this androgynous creator. God is a mockery of God, the creator. And so in his cult, okay, in his cult, um, it's bisexual. So the cult, meaning the way they worship and celebrated the rituals. And interestingly, one of the one of the forms that this androgynous um, false God would take uh, one and one of the sacri- one of the one of the cults included the apis ritual, right? A P I S, which is the golden calf, right? Celebrating uh, uh, um, uh, uh, fertility, which is what the Israelites immediately fell into when Moses was up the mountain. And so we see from the very beginning of the identity of the people of God, um, we see we see this understanding of the androgyny, right, as a superior form of humanity that most closely imitates, but it's following this false god. And so if you fast forward to the modern time, who who are the ones that are most closely following the following this? 
It's the Gnostics. It's neo-Gnosticism. You've read the Gnostic Gospels. They were popular in Catholic circles a while back, at least radical uh, liberal circles. So the Gnostic Gospels talk about this. You remember the Gospel of St. Thomas, the yes. pseudo-Gospel? Remember in, in, in the end of John's Gospel, when John sa Jesus says, or, or John says to Jesus, what about him, meaning Peter? And he gives Jesus answers, what is that to thee, follow thou me, right? In the, in the Gnostic Gospel, Gnosis, right? This, it's secret knowledge. It's this. It's a secret knowledge. And Gnosticism, we've not yet crushed this heresy. It's been around from the beginning. And this Gnostic gospel, Jesus turns and not talking about uh, uh, Peter, but John says to him, what about her, referring to the Virgin Mary? And Jesus's response is interesting in the Gnostic, in the Gnostic tradition. She will first become a man, and then she will inherit the kingdom of heaven. Do you remember this? From, from your studies. And so we see Gnosticism recapturing this ancient uh, Egyptian uh, uh, um, paganism, which God forbade cross-dressing, transgendering, because this is a direct imitation and mockery of the living and true wow. God. Wow. Wow. Deep stuff. Dad, hold that thought. When they more you transgresses into other religions after that. Got it. We'll, we'll stick around. Don't go anywhere. We're getting into doing a deep dive on transgenderism. Stick around. Reveille Catholics wake up Wednesday War College. Your two drill instructors, Jess Romero, Dan Schneider. We are your spiritual fitness trainers. We're talking about the transgender movement, but we're talk we're doing a deep dive and we're getting into the the origin, the spiritual origins of this movement. Dan, there's an there's a there's the legend of the andro androgen, uh, according to rabbinic literature, the androgen, which I know that's a Greek word was a creature that existed at the beginning of creation. It was both male and female, and it had two faces. We know this androgen, we know there's only one God, so whatever this androgen was in rabbinic literature, it was a demon. And my contention is, again, uh, these demons have returned. As Father Ripperger says, they're all back. Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, uh, Lilith, etc they're all back and uh and and they all have, they're all mission specific and they all have a job to do and i'm telling you since the 60s uh they're the ones that have spawned this sexual revolution this culture of death this culture of confusion can you give us a little bit of context on this uh androgene this creature from rabbinic literature yeah yeah so it's it the, the, the false religions have always paralleled true religion. We see this today. And so from the beginning of creation, there were other creation myths, etc., cetera, uh, about the creation of humanity. But and so when Deuteronomy 22, 5, specifically forbidding cross-dressing, um, uh, this is a direct response uh, um, against what uh, an Egyptian practices, uh, part of the religious practices to a goddess called Shauska. S-H-A-U-S-H-K. This goddess, so-called, had the power to change people's gender. Mm. Okay? 
So, so there's no mention of her, uh, this particular demon in, in Scripture. But you'll see that went into the Promised Land. And if you look at Exodus, uh, um, I'm sorry, Numbers 33, um, the Egypt, why the 33, 4, why the Egyptians buried their firstborn, of whom God had struck down on their, on their gods too. The Lord executed judgments. Right. Remember, number a, a Proverbs. I'm sorry. Psalm 96.5, the gods of the Gentiles are demons, daimone, see, okay? So he executed judgment not just on, on the Egyptians, but on the gods of Egypt. And they set out from Ramses. The Israelites camped at Succoth. Uh, near Succoth, they camped at Etham, near the desert. Setting out from Etham, they turned to Phytharath. The word also having to do with this same, uh, uh, this same god, Atum, okay? Now, as they move into the Promised Land, other religions have had similar cults. And so when you see the name Ishtar, right, uh, which is one of the, prom one of the principal uh, uh, um, demons animating uh, female uh, lesbianism, but also, so some of the, god some of the, 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 the nations uh, had this particular one. Um, Syrophoenician, etc. And then it takes different titles. And another title that often comes up among the Babylonians is Astarte or Astarte. This, mm. this is another, this is another uh, 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 demon goddess that was that was worshipped by the false nations. What's interesting here is this is one of the the cults, cult rituals. Uh, when you see when you hear about at the sacred poles, right yes. in scripture, the word is groves. The word is groves. Ah, so the ritual, a.k.a. Bohemian Grove. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, as Kyle Clem would say, it's the same old shoot em up. It's the same old <laughs> shoot em up. So, so you have you have these you have ritual. You have you you have Atom, whose na whose name was this 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 bisexual androgynous god Atum who's referred to in scripture who had had a cult around him right one of this was a goddess who had the power to change gender this 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 demon god of Egypt was also called the great masturbator was one of his titles mm. stuff up I'm using scholarly sources here this is not just speculation this is this is this is what uh, um, that God was prohibiting against behaviors. You know, Leviticus 16, when you go to the land of Canaan, do not do the things that they do there, right? What do they do there? And it's, you do not have sex with your mother, your brother's wife, your sister, your, right? This is why they were called dogs, goim dogs, right? And, and I'm working a chapter in this in my next book when Jesus said, it is not right to give to the children, it belongs to the dogs, Right. Why? The, the, the Gentile nations copulated and part of their ritualistic practices, the way dogs copulate mm. right? indiscriminately, non-discriminate. There's no discrimination when dog when dog when dogs tr w w do their thing of copulation or attempted copulation, if you know what I mean. So yes. this is why they were unclean dogs in, in Scripture. It's synonymous also for homosexuality. Right. It uh, is. It's, a, yeah. it's a biblical symbol for that. It's Absolutely. A biblical, dogs are scavengers. I was in Iraq and I saw scavenger dogs. And these are not cute little lassie puppies you want to put on your lap. These are wild animals that scavenge around around camps to, to on anything and anyone alive or dead. And so and so this is the imagery of Scripture. And we this this is what it leads to. It leads to death. And so, but we're seeing a resurgence of this, and it goes back to the created image of man and the image and likeness of God, and, and it militates against man's formation in a binary form, 
man and the two fundamental ways, male and female, two fundamental ways uh, to be human in reflecting him, the triune single God. Augustine also said that God who is three, it is appropriate that God who is three but one would make man in his image one but three. So God is one but three persons. We are one person but three interior faculties is what he's saying. And in that we reflect God and we're capable. We are inheritors of divine life, the, the likeness of God restored in baptism. And so this transgender movement directly militates against our understanding of, of, of human, human participation in the life of God. And so, ask, so from the does that make sense? Ask, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you a question, clarify something. So in our interior life, we reflect the Trinity. Does that mean uh, the faculty of the intellect, the faculty of the will, the faculty of the passions? Is that what you mean? Right, right. You're talking about the, the, in, in, the higher in, intermediate and lower faculties. Correct. Right? And, so, so those are broken that, down. That, that in different time periods, they would have Thomas develops Augustine quite more, more deeply. So Augustine's right. understanding, but still the three interior faculties. Yeah, right. So that's what this, you're, that's what you're talking the, about. Yeah, yeah. Then also, also the whole transgender movement, it's uh, it again, it militates against proper anthropology. Uh, the their anthropology is is uh, is just co- is completely deformed. The Bible says in First Corinthians six nineteen, "Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you?" whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Our woke medicine today is performing Frankenstein science on young people, on children. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, it it, it talks against mutilation. In paragraph 2297, the sin of mutilation, the sin of amputating directly, mutilating body parts that are perfectly normal. Uh, this is immoral. This is Frankenstein science. And this is exactly what these demons from the Old Testament that are alive and well today are getting people to do that today through this transgender movement. What say you? Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on. I mean, it's it's that you know uh, one of the one of the commands was do you not sacrifice your children to Baal or Moloch right so you see this duality between this this masculine demon and this this, this feminist demon Ashtarah and Baal these these same spirits are are still they're, they're they're still around they're still and they're resurging because of humanity's participation in these in these so they're they're growing in power and strength, and this is the culture that we're ra- we're raising families and children and grandchildren now in a neo pagan culture. We have to just we have to just Catholics need to see this for what it is that that we're having a resurgence of neo paganism. Dan, I want you to talk about shift gears just for a second here. There was a good question from the audience, and they asked about uh, the dream catchers. That's a big question here that a lot of people have on uh, Wednesday War College. They get dream catchers as gifts from people. So, Dan, what is wrong with having a dream catcher in your Catholic house and putting it up in your living room over your bed? Isn't this something just harmless and innocuous? What would you and say, cultural, Dan? Yeah, it's just a. It, it, here's what they say: it's just a cultural thing. It's no problem. It has no. It has no religious significance because I don't believe in that stuff. So it, it, it can't be anything. So the dream catcher is part of certain native called Native American cultures. It, it, it's supposed to clear, cleanse the air of bad spirits 
that cause dreams at night, spirits of the air. Um, and so, um, again, you're invoking uh, some source outside of the body to protect you from another source outside of the body, neither of which are from God. And so, and so, um, so a dream catcher, again, you go to a Catholic home and you'll see, you'll see, especially in the Southwest, you'll see, um, um, these dream catchers, which again, invoke, invoke, uh, one spirit to drive out another spirit, right? Uh, and, or you'll see, uh, Cocopelli, right? Who was the God of date rape. That is, that would be, he would sprinkle, you know, fairy dust, put you to sleep and then and then rape you because this is the way copulation if you go back again you read about atum and you read about this other this other some of the early the deities that israel were was was being led out of from sinai out of egypt they would they would procreate even that what was it seth didn't copulate it was rape that the first some of the children that were first born Mm -hmm. after the fall so 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 we see we see these things resurfacing and so yeah these things need to be taken out and destroyed get them out of your home Put an image of the Virgin Mary up there, right? Amen. Put an image of the true Queen of Heaven, not Ashtoreth, who was the Ezekiel condemns as the false, who claims to be Queen of Heaven, the true Queen of Heaven, the Queen of Heaven and Earth. The the you know put put images of Our Lady, a blessed crucifix, you know, exercised uh, Saint Benedict crucifixes. Put these things in your home. Make your home a Catholic home. It's not, it's not cute and cultural. There's religious significance behind these things. Dan, the next segment I want to ask you about uh target uh, target it seems to be partnering with uh, a satanist desi- a satanic designer for their gay pride collection so i want to ask you a couple okay. questions about target what's uh, so dangerous about putting on these lgbtq clothing we'll be right back wednesday war college stick around Wake up, Catholics. Wake up. Don't hit the snooze button. Jesus Christ is coming back. Are you in a state of grace? And you know what? If he doesn't come back in our lifetime, all of us are going to die, 100% of us. Are you ready to meet Christ now if you drop dead? The meaning and purpose of life is to get to heaven. I'm here with my my buddy Dan Schneider, uh, the the toughest Catholic college professor in the country. I don't know, you know about that. T- typically, we say, "Oh, man, college professors, man, a bunch of softies." Not this guy. This guy's been punched in the face many times. He was a boxer. He fought in war. Uh, he's an army officer. Yep, this guy is the toughest hombre that's a college professor in America today. Yeah, and I, and I stand by that statement. Hey, Dan, I want to talk about Target is partnering up with a satanic designer. The Woke Target Corporation has partnered for its new Pride clothing line. Why are they even getting involved in this? With UK-based designer Ab Pralen, which insists, quote, Satan loves you, quote, Satan respects pronouns. Among other items in its Pride line, the mega retailer carries Ab Pralen's Cure Transphobia sweatshirt, which bears a message, Cure Transphobia not trans people. Uh, so I, Target, Dan, you got the Dodgers, you got Target. You have big corporations that are openly siding with the LGBT community. And when you read this article, the LGBT community, 
They don't hide it, Dan. They are connected with Satanism. The LGBT community and Satanist are one in the same. I can prove it to you. I did this a couple of weeks ago. I st- some of these high-profile drag queens, I said, I want to see for myself. So I started looking at some of these high-profile drag queens on the internet and going into, uh, these are the drag queens that go to children's libraries, uh, you know, they, uh, and they, they entertain these kids dressed in modest, uh, reading a book and dancing uh, like, uh, like uh, you know, prostitutes. And as I started looking at a lot of these social media profiles of these drag queens, guess what, Dan? They're all filled with satanic pornography. Mm-hmm. All of them that I looked into. And so the drag queens, a lot of them also dress like Satanists. Why? <laughs> they are Satanists. They've infiltrated our public school system. A lot of these drag queens on their social media will have images that will say, Hail Satan. They'll post satanic messages and themes on social media. Uh, you know, any reasonable person will conclude when you look at the social media profiles of a lot of these uh, influential drag queens, guess what? They're all Satanists. If it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Let's not beat around the bush. These Satanic drag queens are after our children. They want to corrupt their souls. Uh, they, they've basically got the Dodgers in their pocket, and now they got Target in their pocket as well. Dan, you have any comments? You read the article as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, if you look at the image on the shirt, um, cure whatever the words are, you see um, they're, they're, they're presenting it as if this is the medical symbol, which is a symbol of, of, a symbol of Christ, the healer, right? Going back, you know, if, if you lift up the Son of Man, um, you know, uh, just as Moses lifted up the serpent, so the Son of Man will be lifted up, right? Pointing to the healing, um, you know, Israel grumbled against God. They disobeyed God. Uh, God said, make a bronze serpent, hold up the serpent. All who saw the, the, the bronze serpent, uh, even though they were bit, they were healed. So this is the symbol. Mm-hmm. The caduceus is the, the symbol of, of the medical symbol. But this is not, on this T-shirt. This is not the caduceus. This is the Kundalini, the image of Kundalini, which is similar. This, mm-hmm. And this is from a yoga webpage. Let me read this to you. This ties into the last one, the last segment we had uh, on transgenderism. Mm-hmm. The Kundalini force is depicted as a serpent. And I've seen this in session many times, and it's brutal, okay? Reposing in a collected base three times around the spine, when activated, the force travels through three channels. That's why you see the three, the, the, the three words, right? You oh, see yeah. the scroll on that yeah, shirt, yeah. three words. The Shushima, the Aida, and the Pingala. The Nadas are identical to the parts of, uh, uh, to the, parts of the, cad, the cad, Caduceus. The Shushama, like the staff, is vertical and straight, traveling in parallel motion with the spine. The Aidat and Pingala channel twist together like that of the two snakes, intersecting at a handful of point or chakra centers. The Shushma is a stabilizing and grounding core, connecting the base of the crown. Each of the chakras are now situated along the column of the Shushamna. Kundalini moves upward through the pathway. The Aida and the Pingala Nadas work together in polarity and duality, just like the yin and the yang. The Ida, the left channel, represents the feminine and lunar energy as connected to the emotions. The Pingala, on the other hand, is associated with the masculine and the solar energy as well as mental and physical endeavors. Kundalini energy has the potential to activate when both of these nadis and are balanced with each other. 
Now, according to 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 the, the again the, the 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 Kundalini Yoga, the wings represent the transcending. You're transcending gender. You're transcending consciousness. Right. You reach a transcendent state by doing this yoga to this particular uh, uh, false god. Now, I, I I don't know how you can separate. I don't want to maybe bring this topic up today. I know that there's Catholic groups out there doing yoga. I don't know how you can separate that out from what I've just described. There's just no way to do it. So, but if you see the connection between between yoga now, the the yoga symbol, the, at least the Kundalini type of yoga, uh, um, and what you point out with with the, the Satanist movement as well as the transgender movement, it's all packed into that one symbol, which is the one that that he chose to wear for this particular uh, advertisement. It's all connected. And Dan, it's all a mo- everything that they do is a mockery of of uh, Judeo-Christianity. All the symbols, they all point to, again, that the, the shirt that he's that this guy is wearing that thinks he's a girl. Uh, yeah, that goes that goes back to the, Moses holding up the serpent on the pole, which 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 healed the Israelites from the poisonous snakes. Uh, everything that they do, Dan. It's not a mockery of Islam. It's not a mockery of Buddhism, Confucianism, Shintoism. It's not even a mockery of uh, of, uh, of of Judaism in many. But it's, it it is a direct attack on Christianity. You know why? Because the devil knows the P.O. box of the one true church, and the one true church and the one true religion is the Roman Catholic Church. And what we're seeing right now, Dan, the devil is using corporations using. Uh, clothing line he's using everything he can to destroy western civilization brick by brick and let's not forget western civilization what we enjoy one nation under god family freedom liberty uh from many one this is called western civilization this comes from roman catholic christianity the genius of the catholic church which took the wisdom of Athens, uh, the oracles, the, the wise saints of, of, of Athens. The Catholic Church took the prophets of Jerusalem. The Catholic Church took the structure and the order of Rome. And the Catholic Church took Athens, Jerusalem, and Rome and synthesized that into what we've been enjoying for the last 2,000 years, which is called Western civilization, patriarchy. And this is exactly what the woke, diabolical left is trying to destroy today, Dan. Wow. Spot on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you follow that up. Yeah. I mean, it, but look at their own words. Uh, uh, you know, and, and the picture, the next picture, there's a Ouija board with the rainbow there. There there's Baphomet, which uh, um, uh, and, and then the crystals uh, with, you know, this is this is these are this is a line of clothing, but also targeting children. Right. Um, LGBT. LGBT plus people are often referred to as being a product of Satan or going against God's will. So fine, we'll hang out with Satan instead. Wow. And so as for me, Satan, uh, he said, Satanists don't actually believe in Satan. He's merely as a symbol of passion, pride and liberty. So for me, Satan is hope, compassion, equality and love. These are the uh, I'm religious. I'm spiritual, but not religious versions uh, uh, that we see in the secular realm, you know, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. These are the the the, the, the Satanists are spiritual, but not religious, as so say the Luciferians who are more directly uh, pra- practicing uh, uh, a cult more deeply. Their cult is their ideology. And I'll tell you, uh, this is what we'll be fighting this battle, Dan, until the second coming of Christ. There's a rise in Satanism in our country. There's a rise in the occult. 
And I'll tell you, uh, they have annexed themselves to the Democrat Party. So they have political cover. Okay. They've also annexed themselves to major corporations. So they have financial power. Uh, We're not dealing here with just schoolyard bullies. We're dealing with with uh, with a malevolent force that goes back to the beginning of time. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, let there be light and there was light. The creation of the angels, a third of them fell. This malevolent force right now that cannot be destroyed, they'll never die, they're eternal. They're, these fallen angels have now annexed themselves to one of the most powerful political parties in the world, the Democrat Party, and they've annexed themselves to big tech, big farm and corporations, and so they have endless money. This is what we're up against, Dan. Yeah, yeah, it's a globalist movement. It's not just here, it's all over the world. Yeah. Klaus Schwab and, and even those, he's the one that you see, but there's even darker ones behind the scenes pulling pulling the strings. So but but again, what I'll go back to something Father Ripper gave us a talk to, to our team, one of you know, group with training our teams. And he said it's abs- it's it's absolutely critical at this time to be completely and totally de- uh, detached from what's going on in the world. It's disgraced what's going on with the Dodgers, Bud Light, Target, but we got to be detached. Uh, we have to be completely detached. What's happening in the world, and what's even what's happening in the church? If there's corruption, you see corruption. We have to be detached and and say with Joshua, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And one household at a I time, we just keep grinding it out. I love it. Hey, you know what? Here's the good news. Jesus Christ has a kingdom and there's no expiration date. That's the good news. Christ's kingdom will last forever. And the other guy, he has a kingdom. Guess what? It's going to end one day. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, when Christ comes back, he will send the beast, the false prophet, uh, at, uh, to hell forever and seal them forever in hell for all eternity. So let's not forget that Christ's kingdom lasts forever and ever. There's no expiration date. Make sure that you live and die in a state of grace. Make sure you keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And remember, the other guy, this guy's a loser. This guy's days are numbered. We know in the final analysis, the other guy, he loses big time. That's a wrap. Wednesday War College, Jess Romero, the toughest professor in the United States, Dr. Dan Schneider. He's been punched in the face more than any college professor. He's also held an M16 in his hand and been in a, in a chopper over in Iraq. I don't know too many theology professors that have done that. Hey, we love you, family. We love you guys being with us every single Wednesday. We'll see you next time. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. Up next, the big guy, Gary Machuda, hands-on apologetics. As for us, we are EOW, end of watch. We are out. <laughs>